Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. I'm Sean Chong, and as we kick off the week, what is the next move for the Fed, for the markets, and most importantly, for your money? That after the latest jobs report and the recent market rally. We asked our experts, and today, breaking this down for us this morning, is Charu Chinana. She's the market strategist from Saxo Markets. Good morning, Charu. Good morning, Sean. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. So, the latest jobs report would suggest a soft landing is in play. So, are we in a super Goldilocks world where everything is just right and we can have it all? It does seem like that from uh, the US data right now. You know, I mean, such a strong headline number. I was most surprised with what we got on the unemployment number down to uh, 3.7 from 3.9. Um, I think wages also kind of still suggesting, yes, that, uh, you know, we still have a little bit of upside pressure, you know, but uh, we are moderating from the highs. So I think, yeah, like you said, I mean, uh, it does look like this uh, soft landing uh that has been, you know, um, driving the market over the course of November, still has some more momentum to continue from here, I think. Yet we're still seeing a bit of weakness, just little signs, a little bit of deterioration over the corners on the jobs market. Not enough to say that it's falling apart. So with this sort of conditions, what would lie ahead for the stock market? I mean, I would uh, still be quite concerned of uh, what's to come because uh, even though the deterioration is appearing to be mild right now, but I mean, looking at uh, the consumer where the savings are running out and the credit card debt is being maxed out, uh, looking at, uh, you know, how these high interest rest rates are kind of working their way through the economy, I would still be cautious. So, you know, as much as we have that momentum right now in the equity markets and the soft landing, this Goldilocks scenario supporting it, I would still be cautious going into 2024 because uh, I would say, you know, recession threats come in pretty quickly if they have to. And that's really our baseline scenario that going into 2024, we will be uh, getting some more bad news on the economy, which could, you know, you know start to worsen faster. And uh, that means that there is likely going to be some bit of caution setting in for the markets as well. So speaking of the markets, let's take a look at maybe the current levels. And is this a challenge? Because it does look very expensive. It's trading at 19 times forward PE. S&P PE is about 20%. Very big number. So what is the strategy then going forward, seeing that everything's so expensive? Where else is the potential for upside? I mean, I think a lot of the gains uh, in the equity markets this year have been driven by um, artificial intelligence and those top seven stocks. I'm sure you've had those discussions several times. So I think the strategy that we are kind of looking out for going into 2024 is that, you know, try to find uh, some value and uh, cheap stocks at the same time. So we think that uh, the leadership in the equity indices could start to broaden out from here. So I think uh, I would stay cautious of those top members of the S&P 500, given their stretched valuations and given the fact that they need to kind of show their AI earnings supporting the kind of prices uh, that they're trading at right now, which may be too quick for AI, you know, to, to really prove anything at this point. It is more about expectations and hopes as to where we go from here. So I think, uh, yeah, broadening out the equity indices, but also obviously diversification is um, always a strategy that should be used for anybody who is a market participant. And there are a lot of, uh, I think, uh, interesting areas outside the U.S. market, which also could be considered by investors. Well, you set us up nicely because we are going to turn our attention to what's outside the U.S. market, Shaul. We are speaking to Chao Shinana, if you just joined us. She's the market strategist for Saxo Markets. And let's turn our attention now, of course, to other major events coming up, the ECB and the BOE, for example. Uh, what are you expecting, Shaul? 
So, I mean, I think broadly, whether it's the FOMC or the BOE and uh, the ECB, I think the broad rhetoric this week is going to be that we continue to get um, a policy hold. Uh, but really, the focus is on, you know, the commentaries that we get out from the central bank. So, uh, if you compare uh, the European Central Bank and the Bank of England, I think the rate cut pricing for ECB is a lot more steeper right now in the market expectations compared to the Bank of England. So, market is pricing the first cut for the ECB in April, uh, which is, I think, even earlier than what we are seeing in terms of expectations for the Fed. And given how their inflation has gone down so quickly, I think any pushback to these expectations, you know, comments like that, we still need to stay restrictive. I think the markets will look through that. But the Bank of England, on the other hand, I think, uh, although I still see them to be facing quite a lot of economic challenges at this point, but their wage growth is still uh, above 7% and services inflation is also still way too high. Uh, so I think there are still going to be some amount of hawkish elements in that message from Bank of England. And, you know, uh, the markets will still see that as um, a rate cutter, a delayed rate cutter compared to the ECB. On that note as well, we are also trying to digest some information from China. Some data came out there over the weekend and it wasn't very pretty. What's the story there and how does that impact us? The inflation data, or I should say the deflation data that came out over the weekend continues to highlight what we already know that, you know, there's this big property sector problem in China, but that is also reverberating through the consumer, which, you know, has a, a lot of their excess savings parked in property. It is also reverberating through the business sentiment and the overall investment. Uh, we do get the um, activity data this week and uh, there is a chance that, uh, you know, the base effects could make that data give us a little bit of an optimistic look. Uh, but we really need to, I would say, look under the hood there um, and I think uh, kind of understand what's going on in the economy, which at this point continues to call for more fiscal stimulus. And um, again, what we've heard from the Politburo over the weekend last week is that they're going to ramp up fiscal stimulus, but I don't see any surprises there because that is the path they've been taking. So even the response from the government continues to underwhelm at this point. So that will remain my key focus, I, I guess, going into this week as well. And speaking of focus, how can we not put any focus on this Fed meeting that's coming up and the US CPI that's looming ahead this week? So, Joe, what could that mean for our money? I mean, I think, uh, yeah, that will remain the highlight of this week, right? Given how we saw the NFT kind of coming in much above expectations, we've already got a little bit of a pushback on those rate cut expectations uh, for next year. So I think the setup really is very interesting where we still have a lot of rate cuts priced in uh, for next year, about 110 basis points uh, still there compared to, you know, lower than the 125 basis points we had earlier. But I think the key message from the Fed to understand really will be whether we get a pushback on what is still left in the 2024 rate cuts. I think the dot plot coming out of the Fed, that will be really important. Uh, how mm -hmm. uh, the different members are changing their expectations for interest rates next year. And yeah, US inflation as well. I think that is clear. It continues to give those disinflationary signals. Uh, so both of these, I think, um, again, the key focus for the markets will be uh, whether we stay in that soft landing camp or not, or 
we start to get some recession threat. So as long as we are in that soft landing cap, I think it is a combine that with the end of the year sentiment and, you know, the seasonality. I think uh, the markets uh, are going to take that well. All right. Thank you very much, Cheryl. You have a good day ahead. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you very much. This is The Bigger Picture. I'm Sean Chong and this is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.